You're listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show, where wealth is empowering, purpose is crucial, and high vibes are non-negotiable. And now, here's your host, certified business coach and practical woo strategist, Sarah J. Larrero. Hey beauty, did you know that I just opened up some spots to work with me one-on-one? As an exclusive one-on-one business coaching client, you will get access to pretty much everything that I release this calendar year. So including my mastermind, including the amazing fully booked formula. If this is your year to finally up-level your business to the income and impact that really pushes you beyond your wildest dreams, we need to talk. You can book a free call with me to see if you're a good fit from the link bit.ly slash forward slash let's talk success. That's uppercase L, uppercase T, uppercase S. Or you can head over to my website at sarahjlarero.com slash work with Sarah to find out more. All right, welcome back everyone to the Up Level Your Online Business Show with me, Sarah, certified business coach and practical woo strategist for coaches and creatives who want to get fully booked, hit six figures in their businesses, and really watch their big business visions come to life. I'm here with my good friend, Safia Sator, uh, to talk to you guys today about creating lasting connections in your business. Um, and really just navigating your business while being a mom as well. So if you are a mom, I feel like you'll really resonate with that piece. If you are not a mom, don't worry, we're not (laughs) going to devote this entire episode to motherhood. Uh, So Safia is also a certified business coach, and she's an online marketing strategist. She primarily works with um, coaches and basically any service-based entrepreneur as well. Right, Safia? Absolutely. Primarily coaches, though, as you said. Right. Awesome. So thank you so much for being here once again. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, you know, how you got started in this industry um, and, you know, why you're here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Um, so a little bit about myself. I think that's always such a loaded question when people ask that question, but um, let me give you like the mm-hmm. condensed version. So as Sarah says, I am a mom of three. Um, I started my business when my my coaching business, I should say, I had a business before that. Uh, my coaching business when I had um, two of the three children, um, and it was one of the most. Um, it was a scary time in my life because you know my husband. He was we, were, we lived in New York City, expensive city. You know, one of the most expensive cities in the world. I was out of the corporate world for a while, um, and I had these two young babies, and I just knew that. There was, I mean, like I said, I had a business before that, but I just knew that there was a deeper purpose that I had to serve and something more that I wanted to do in my life, something more fulfilling. Um, And so long story short, you know, I started, I went, went to school, got my coaching certification. I mean, I feel like I've always been coaching my whole life anyway. Like people always come to me and I've always had these long, you know, like type of introspective sessions with friends and family. So I feel like coaching has always been something I've done anyway. And so I figured, hey, 
I like literally have to make some money out of this because I, I remember I was sitting with my kids and I had just gotten off the phone and what essentially was a coaching conversation, a career coaching, coaching conversation with a friend of mine. I'm like, damn, I've got to get paid for this. So <laughs> um, I decided to go ahead and make it, turn it into um, a career. I got my coaching certification, started my business and um, never looked back. It's just been an amazing journey since. Um, and because I'm so close to the coaching world, because I've actually trained other coaches to become coaches as part of, um, you know, one of the things I first started doing when I got certified, I realized that there's a big need um in the coaching industry for business coaching, as you know, you're a business coach yourself, and where there's a lot of coaches who are so passionate and who are great at coaching, but they're just not, um, they just don't have the marketing and the business uh, side of things down. And I just found that there was a big need for that. And so I started doing that um, about four years ago, and it's been amazing since. That's a long-winded answer to your question. (laughs) No worries. No worries. And now I'm I sure have that three kids. Inspired a whole bunch of people out there. Yeah, and I know. Right, I, have three kids. I know. And how and doing, how old is the little one? She's four. And funny story with her. So I actually, so when I started, I was predominantly offline. When I had her, that's when I knew I had to leverage my time more. And that's when I knew, like, just doing the hair and the makeup and going out like in the real world with a little newborn, like it just wasn't practical. And that's when I actually brought my business online full time. So she was like my inspiration and motivation behind that. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. It really reminds me of actually, even just what I decided to do with my life, the the big steps that I took by quitting my nine to five, like leaving Toronto, Mm. um, it was all for a higher purpose for me as well. And, and one of, one of the biggest purposes, um, that I always kind of went back to was the fact that I wanted to be home with, with my future baby. Mm -hmm. And at that point in time, like that was two years ago, I only had him in September of 2019. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but I was already, you know, I, I was, I was already paving the way because I knew that this is what I wanted. I knew that like literally the exact life that I have right now, was what I wanted to do. And I knew that one of the biggest reasons for that was, you know, I I knew I was going to have a child and I wanted to be present for him and I I wanted to be less stressed out for him. So it's it's kind of beautiful how we all just um, have these inspirational moments, but it's really, you know, a driving force for so many of us. It really is that, you know, that one special person in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think for me, when I ventured into entrepreneurship, like full time was after I had my first and I was on my maternity leave from the corporate world. And I remember they placed this beautiful, soft, cuddly little newborn baby into my arms and it was love at first sight. And in that moment, I knew that I could just, I couldn't be at a desk and like be away from my son. He's 11 now. So I've been out of like, quote unquote, the corporate world for 11 years. And I just can't imagine another way. Like, I love that my kids are in the other room right now, like doing their thing. And I just need to step out of my office and I can be with them, you know? That's beautiful. I love that. Love that. Um, So let's talk a little bit more about the connection piece as well. Um, Because 
We've talked about this, you know, you and I in our many conversations. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this is something that you really, really excel with um, in the online world. And I, so when my clients usually start working with me or in my community, there's, there's a few different ways that you go about online business, right? Um, and one of the ways is, you know, just like setting up all of your systems, setting up all of your automations and things like that. Um, which is awesome. And, and I highly recommend it, right? That you, you build up all of those foundations, but it's not really until you build those solid connections with your ideal clients, that things really start to create momentum um, for your business. And I've seen this in my business. I've seen this in a lot of my clients' businesses. You know, some of them are sometimes kind of like, cool, I'm just going to build my Facebook ad funnel, see people coming through the funnel. They're going to book calls with me and like, boom, you know, they're going to, I'm going to book a call. They're going to become a client. And then, you know, sometimes that does happen, but sometimes it requires a little bit more nurturing um, to your community in order for you to see, you know, that abundance of clients coming through. Uh, Do you want to talk more about what you believe about connection and especially about creating connections online that ultimately helps to build that momentum? Yeah. So I want to go even one step deeper on that, Sarah. And yes, 100%, you've got to be connected to the ideal client. But the way that I approach connection, it's threefold, right? And the way that I teach it and it's part of my framework is connection really, before you can even connect with your ideal clients, you've really got to have that connection to yourself and your business first. So I found that, you know, we talk about relationship building, we talk about like, you talked about ads, we talk about messaging, we talk about all the marketing and strategic things. And I think one thing that's so overlooked is that when, and a lot of my clients are usually in the beginning or like from the beginning to like the maybe third year in business or so. And no matter where you are in business, I find that the number one thing that people overlook is that connection to themselves and their business first and foremost. And it's always, always, always where the work needs to begin because here's the thing. We can write all the copy. We can load all the ads. We can like work with the coach and get the strategy and the messaging and all that stuff done. But if we're not deeply connected to what we want and the vision and our strengths, like what, it, like we're not going to see long-term results. Um, result, yeah, long-term results, right? Because the way that I approach connection is the first phase of it is being connected to your core, like your values and your visions and your strengths. Because how many times have you worked with a client or have you seen someone out there trying to copy and paste someone else's strategy that just does not align with their strengths, right? Uh- Oh 100%. Yes. <laughs> and then what happens? Burnout. Hits. I used to be that person. Right. Too. So mm-hmm. burnout hits, overwhelm hits, all the things hit and they're scratching their head wondering, well, I'm doing all the things and what's not working. And so I like, I always like to first and foremost, let's go back. Are we deeply connected to our core and our values? The vision that did you hear the third one? Did you just hear the baby? Oh, yeah. I heard some screaming. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So that's, that's another thing, Sarah. No worries. When you, have, when you have three and they're different ages and the sibling <laughs> bickering begins. I mean, right now you've got this cute little one that's just a couple months old, but when you got three, they run the household. Anywho, so like, again- No worries. This is like the imperfect podcast right here. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So yeah- I can never back. guarantee that there is no noise. <laughs> 
Well, that sounds like my house. So, um, you know, so coming back to the connection with your core, it's like really identifying sort of what your core values are and building your business around that. So beautiful example right now is we're both moms. And if you had a different vision for this podcast, if you wanted this podcast to be perfect and pretty and prissy, it probably would not have aligned with the fact that you have a baby in the next room. Right. Um, Right. And so that's really coming back to what are my values? What are my strengths? What's my long term vision for my business? And I think once you're really connected and grounded into that, then you can start to connect with the audience and build the business that aligns with that. And that's when we'll that's when you, that's, you only and ever get results from that place. Because when we talk about alignment, I know it's woo woo, but that's where the alignment starts. That's the source of the alignment, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yes. It all really, everything begins with your why everything begins with who it is that you want to serve, why it is that you want to do what you do. And sometimes it's really interesting because sometimes when I have clients who, you know, they're getting results, but they're not getting like the results that they really, really want to get within their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs, it's, it's usually coming back to that why and, and they feel misaligned with something. And, and usually when we work through that, and we do that shift, um, that's what creates like a huge, huge difference because whatever's going on in your mind is going to contribute to your actions, right? So um, thoughts create things is, is something that I always love to say. 100%. And the more that you are doing that and the more that you are just kind of focusing on a place of reaction rather than just kind of evaluating what's going on in the first place to cause, to cause the actions that you're creating, um, that's usually where a lot of the biggest disconnect is. So I love that you're saying this, everyone who's listening, take notes because like, this is, this is a really good piece that I think that so many people who are focused on strategy don't really, I feel like it's overlooked if that makes sense. For sure. And here's the interesting thing, Sarah, like in theory, you hear you and I, you know, someone could be listening and hear that and be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's obvious, right? That's obvious. But <laughs> When you like actually sit down and talk to most people, they don't really even know what their why is. They don't even really know fully and understand and take the time to really write down and identify and get clear on what their values are, on what their strengths are, until they're like actually, in a sense, forced to do so because circumstances aren't working out or a coach, for instance, like makes them do that exercise where our brains aren't programmed Mm -hmm. to stop and think about these things on a daily. Our brains are programmed to just go into that mode of like, as you said, reaction. And it's like, this is happening in the world. And my default reaction is this. Our brains are not programmed to like go inwards and actually stop and pause and, and reevaluate and do that. So we almost have to like we, we have to like make that an intentional part of anything that we're doing, because that's, again, in, I wholeheartedly believe that's where any and all results stem from, right? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And so, okay, let's say, for example, you are working on this part, you're working on the connection piece, you're working on the alignment piece. What are some of the things that you would tell your clients, for example, Um, or like, what are some helpful tips or journaling exercises that you would usually do with them so they can kind of come back into that placement of alignment and connection to their why and and to their original reason for, for wanting to, to start their business in the first place? 
Yeah, well, so here's the thing, like it's it's not like a cookie cutter answer, right? Because everybody's different. And someone can come to that call with a whole different bunch of triggers. And it's and that's the power of coaching. And that's why one of the things that I do pride myself in, and one of the things that I'm so um I value so much is the fact that I have that coaching, the, the actual to, tactical tools and 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 skill set around because I've taken the time to like learn that, um, you know, and of course practice it through working with clients. It's got it's gotten better. Um, so I say that because it's almost like you go to a therapist and you know your your therapist has to meet you where you're at. Your therapist has to be able to counsel you, if you will, on the problems that are you're bringing to that particular session. And deep coaching, the kind of work that I do at the beginning phases, of course, I do a lot of strategy and things like that. But this particular aspect of it really comes down to what my clients are bringing to their session, because I truly, I truly wholeheartedly, and I know a lot of people say this, but I am one of those people that I do not do cookie cutter. I am so much about personalizing and customizing mm. everything mm-hmm. based on that individual person. Sarah, if you came to me and you said, I just had a newborn and I just don't know what I'm going to do with my income. I don't know if I should do, should like do a group program or do one-on-one or do passive. It's really just about looking at it from a holistic level, not just some cookie cutter. Okay. Well, we know in this market, X, Y, or Z will work. It's about, well, what, where does your baby need you the most? What are your, what does your day look like? What does your time look like? What are the blocks that are coming up around that? And really just personalizing it towards what works for you, because here's the thing, here is the thing. Results will always come when you're doing things that feel good and feel in alignment. I think we've already harped on that, right? But if you're if you're doing something just because you think you should be doing it, and hello, I've been guilty of that, right? Or you're doing things because that's the quote unquote, the strategy that everybody else is applying and it's working, but it doesn't really line up with your strengths and it doesn't really line up with your lifestyle and your values, it's not going to work for you and it's not going to work for you long-term. So I tell all of my clients this, especially if they're newer in business and they don't have like that footing yet, I would much rather Mm -hmm. spend a little bit more time on this foundational elements first so that we're setting you up for success versus I want to launch a group program or I want to like have 10 new clients and make 10 K. And this is like the shortcut cookie cutter version to it, because guess what? It's not going to work if we don't take the time to do that work first. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. when you ask about like journal exercises or particular exercises I would do really, it really, it comes to me when my clients are presenting their unique individual situations. And it could be, listen, You need to like journal it out or you need to ask yourself these specific questions or you need to do X, Y, or Z. And it really is something that I, again, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't give you a more direct answer, but it really is something that is case by case based on what that particular individual needs. But I will say that a lot, most of the times it involves some level of reflection and reconnection. So whether that's visualizing, whether that's mm-hmm. journaling, whether that's taking a walk or meditating, or whether that's talking it out, you know, it, it, 
it does involve some level of introspection and reconnecting with back to your core. Mm -hmm. I love that. I totally, totally agree. Um, That's why even in a lot of my group coaching programs and my self-guided programs, what I usually do is like, okay, here's three different ways that you can do this. Um, All three of them are going to work. Um, And all three of them can very well not work for you if you don't feel aligned to them. So what you want to do is you always want to find the one that feels the most exciting to you. Which one of these do you feel like would work the best for you? Because the one that you feel like would work the best for you and the one that excites you the most is Is the the one one that's going to give you the most results, right? Exactly. And here's Hmm. the thing, like what feels good and what excites you at one, one phase in your journey may not in another right? Mm -hmm. So like, know that it doesn't mean that something is wrong with the thing or something is wrong with you. It's just sort of like at different levels, you'll need different things and you'll need to reconnect Mm -hmm. and dig deep and look for different answers. It's just the human experience of evolving as a human, right? Um, Because the level, like, so when someone comes to work with me, month one of that person looks very different than month month six, because they've already adapted a level of thinking. They can already be evidence seekers and look in the world and look for certain evidence. They already know how to autocorrect on certain things. And when it comes to the strategic part of their business, they already know how to ask smarter questions and therefore get better results from that, right? And it's a, it's a process in, in the programming and in, in, in the whole coaching process. And I would even go further here. And I think one place that a lot, a lot of people get really caught up with this is pricing. Mm. And I'd love for us to kind of talk a little bit more about this because there's, there's a huge there's a huge divide I find in the online coaching field where it's just like you either need to be low end or you need to be high end. And there's like, there's no middle ground. And so, um, you know, people suggest specific prices for you or your coach might suggest a specific price for you. Or you might say, I really want to have this, you know, this price point. And someone might say, oh, that's way too low. But the mm-hmm. thing is you have no, that person has no idea, right? Like they have no idea what your specific threshold is for who it is that you want to allow into, into your programs and, you know, like, and what price point you want to start out with. And I think that I've even fell, fallen very privy to that where, even in my first business, um, my coach was always like, you know, you should really be charging $3,000 for your services. But, you know, for me, being in between the 1500 to 2000 mark was perfect. Like I loved being in that specific place. And that's where I signed on, you know, the vast majority of my clients. Whereas if I were to go to the, you know, the 3k, um, I wouldn't have felt as aligned with it. And, um, and this is where I feel like, even especially now that I've been in online business for five years, um, I've really been able to kind of tune in to myself a lot more and really kind of just like dig deeper and go inwards to, to try to figure out, you know, like, what do I want to price this at? And not coming from a place of money scarcity, because that's a completely different story. And I have a lot of clients who discount their services significantly yeah. where we we definitely have to work through that. Um, but it really is something where you need to come back to yourself and you need to come back and just ask yourself, you know, like, where, like, where's this pricing coming from? Is it coming from a place of love? And is it coming from a place of alignment? Or is it coming from a place of desperation? Or is it coming from a place of this person told me that I need to do this? 
And that's why I'm doing it because that's where I see another huge, huge disconnect in terms of, of the alignment in, in numbers. Yeah. So, so the way that I look at pricing is depends on the individual. So I think that if someone is brand new and they're like, okay, or it's a new offer, I think there's a practical, very, uh, necessary process. And I also think there's the process of like intentional and, um, feeling into it, if you will. So on the practical side, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's almost like you're, you're listing your house on the market. You want to do what is market value, right? You want to run your comps. You want to yes. see what, you know, similar homes in your neighborhood with X amount of bedrooms would run for, right? So you can be priced fairly and competitively. So I think from a practical standpoint, if you're in the health coaching industry, you know, you're, you you want to be able to look at what's, um, what's industry standard. Now I say that not because we want to use that as the gold standard, but because that's a great barometer for you to sort of say, um, this is a typical price point for something similar to what I'm offering. I think I, and I do this exercise with my clients because I think it helps to add some data into the equation versus just running off of emotions and, and oh, I think I'm overvalued or I think I'm undervalued, right? And mm-hmm. having that data really helps you to make an educated decision around where you want to land with your price point. So that's on the practical end. The other end is I really do believe, and I'm a firm believer in being sold on yourself first. So if you come to me and you have X amount of years of business you know, knowledge and skills and expertise in another niche. And you're now deciding, you know what, I want to start a consulting or a coaching business. It's new. You're still bringing all of that value, even though it's a brand new business, right? Or a brand new niche. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to really, and, and there's people who will come straight into it and will know in their gut, I am worth this, or this is like, bring all of that experience to the, to the game. They're going to sell and they're going to be confident about selling. And guess what? They're going to make sales at any price point because they're sold on themselves. Right? So I think pricing Mm -hmm. is something that, um, if you are newer or if you're struggling with your pricing, I think, look at the data. And then I really wholeheartedly do believe that if you can confidently sell at a certain price point, and you can get to a place where you are converting at that price point with confidence and you have sort of mastered the skill of actually selling and delivering and pitching and converting at that price point, and you feel confident enough that you can do that, it's a great time to increase your prices if you want. But until you can do that, and until you are so sold on that, and until you are so confident that no matter what your prices were, you can sell at that, you know, you've got to, you, you really got to master that first before you go like jumping on your prices and increasing your prices. And then the last thing I want to add to that is I do believe that regardless of how high or how low you're priced, I do firmly believe, and again, I teach my clients this, is that you want to have multiple uh, pathways to profit. You want to have multiple entry points for people to invest with you. So even the highest level, you know, multi seven figure business owners out there, they have 
different tiers that people can invest with them at, right? And so for each business, it's going to be relative, obviously. Um, but I think that when you get to that level, you want to be able to have, okay, remember your customer's journey and your customer value, like where they are in their journey and being able to meet them there. Because what we know to be true is that the people who invest with you are likely the people who have already invested with you before. Like those are always your best clients, right? They're going to keep investing. And the goal is to be able to at least bring them into your pipeline and then move them along on that journey, right? So that's my response on the on the prices point. I don't know if I answered your question or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And now kind of going into a little bit more of the connection piece and the connection piece when it comes to creating relationships. Um, I think that this is such a good and like really hot topic right now as well, because I mean, there's a very big difference between, you know, creating an email funnel and Facebook ad series, which, you know, I always highly recommend to my clients and don't get me wrong when you create a really awesome funnel, um, and a really, really awesome ad where you know exactly who it is that you're talking to, it's, that's really good, right? Like it, it, that's very, very profitable, but nothing compares to a more intimate connection that you can make with someone online. Yet, I also know that with a lot of the people in my community, they don't want to do it in a way that comes off as like achy or um, salesy. So how would you recommend you know, starting off with that approach of getting into connection in terms of the relationship building with potential ideal clients. Okay. So I'm going to go back to what you said about the Facebook ad or the email funnel, the email sequence of emails that do really, really well and become really, really profitable. You said that like at the beginning of when you just started to talk about this connection piece, right? And you said, uh great to have that. Now, let me ask you a question. Why would, why would an email campaign or, um, a Facebook ad campaign convert really, really well. Because you know exactly who you're talking to. And, and you know exactly what their pain point, point is. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, you know exactly who you're talking to. You know exactly who it is that you want to work with. You know exactly what their pain points are. And you know exactly what their desires are. And so when you can communicate all of those things in a very strategic way, I mean, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I do entire, I have an entire module on email funnels where I give people the option of like three different ones Mm -hmm. um, because it really needs to be done in a specific way. But um, you create a connection by... So by understanding that person, but also getting that person to understand you Mm -hmm. um, and getting that person to understand you from a place of um, really from a place of, you know, beyond what your brand is beyond, um, you know, me being a certified business coach or someone else being a life coach or, or whatever. um, And just getting to that relationship piece without even needing to do a message. Yes, exactly. Bingo. So here's the thing. And if anyone has heard me talk about this before, they've likely heard me say this, but I I will say it until I am blue in the face. Humans are wired for connection. Like it is in our DNA. Okay. We are wired for connection and the data and the science and all of the research shows and suggests that we make our buying decisions based on our emotions, right? 
when you think about the last three things that you just purchased, you felt some level of connection to either the thing, the person or the brand that you bought it from, or, you know, or the, the product of itself, right? So you feel a level of connection at some level. And that connection comes from not just really taking the time to do really good marketing around the product itself or the offer itself, but it comes from what that brand or that person is willing to do before ever selling to you. And I think that this is the work that a lot of people skip over and quite frankly are too damn lazy to do in the online space. Mm-hmm. I think there are so many people mm-hmm. who want to fast track <laughs> their results. They want to fast track right. their results. They see what X, Y, and Z are doing and they want to get 10 steps ahead and they're not willing to put in the work to do the really important connection building pieces before because here is the thing and you again have likely heard me say this before the conversion lives in the connection or as I like to say when you connect you convert when you take Mm -hmm. the time to foster and build that connection ahead of time there is no way you're not going to convert on some level okay and the thing is when that connection is built unless you do something really shitty, sorry, can I curse on this? But unless you do something really, unless you do something completely out of integrity or you just sort of stop showing up or you're inconsistent, it's hard to break that connection with with a loyal buyer or a loyal subscriber or a loyal follower, right? And that person, why do you think that so many of us buy, again, and I touched on this before, buy from the same people over and over again? Or as soon as somebody we love drops something, we check out, we check out the sales page or we check out the thing or we even buy the thing, right? We, that's because that person has taken that time to really develop and build that connection with their people. And this is something that I harp on all the time because it is so fundamentally important. And I think too many people are lazy, quite frankly, around their marketing, and they do not want to take the time to do this work, invest the time and invest the energy on doing this part of the process. And so when they launch something or they're trying to sell something or, you know, they put out an offer and there's no takers or they don't get quite as high of a result as they were expecting, they wonder like, why? Like, well, why do you think? Now, I want to use a really practical example. Um, I love Marie Forleo. Everybody probably knows and very familiar with who she is. Um, And I am obsessed with like really watching brands and sort of watching the marketing behind big brands. And I will tell you that um, I've been watching her. I'm not a part of B-School, but I have watched her launches for quite a number of years. And you will see, along with many of the other big names, that there's been a huge emphasis over the past, I would say, a good solid year, so her past few launches, that connection has played such a bigger role in her marketing and her launch strategy, like months leading up to the launch of B-School than it used to be before. Now, she's always an amazing person at nurturing her people with Marie School, with her TV and all that stuff, Marie TV and Marie, her emails. She's amazing at that. But from a marketing, just like take out all the other external things from a marketing perspective, if you were to watch her launches, 
there is a there is certain there are certain elements in the way she launches now that she was not doing in the years past. And I don't know what her conversion rates are like now. I don't know if it's resulted in anything or not. But what that tells me is that if big brands and big names with big budgets like Marie Forleo recognizes the importance of taking the time to do this, then why aren't the smaller people like you? Like, like if you've got the data and the dollars to put into doing the connection and then shifting your marketing and shifting your ad strategy so that you're incorporating this, that is such a clear indicator that, that smaller brands and basically everybody should be doing it too, because the bigger brands are seeing the need for it and they're investing the dollars and the data to do it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And one thing that I always tell my clients as well is when, when they're just like, yeah, but you know, seven figure so-and-so or, you know, so-and-so who has this really big business, they offer the same thing. So, you know, how am I different from them? Or how is it that I can create something different? You know, why, why wouldn't my people just go to them? And I'm like, honey, (laughs) One, people are always going to come to you because they're connected to you. You know, you have no idea if that person's connected to Marie Forleo, right? Right. You have no idea if they actually even want to purchase her programs. But also, I think that one big advantage that we have um, still, you know, you and I and Mm -hmm. a lot of our clients have is that we still have time to, to really create a lot more intimate connections with our audiences. Um, We have a lot more... Yeah, we have a lot more time in our calendars even to make those one-to-one connections with people where, you know, the seven-figure entrepreneurs can't do that. And it's like you said, now they need to come up with more and more creative ways of doing it. Um, but, you know, they're never going to, Marie is never going to be able to offer all of her B-school participants, you know, like one-to-one calls. No, right? exactly. Like that's something that really sets you apart. And so if you're kind of listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, Marie, you know, B-school, damn, how can I do something like hers? Or how can I how can I create something like hers? Or, you know, like she manages to create such a connection. It's just, and it's just like, when you really look at it, she's at a disadvantage, right? Like she's at a disadvantage to really create intimate lasting connections with people because she doesn't have time to create them one-to-one. And so you can see in her business model that she, there, there are so many new ways that she's doing it, which I think is beautiful. But when it, when it comes down to it as well, um, you know, nothing is going to beat the connection that you can provide someone when you are literally the person who is talking to them, right? When 100%. you are taking the time out of your day to, you know, like get on a sales call or get on a connection call or get on a free coaching call or, you know, like get on a free DM conversation or something like that. Those things go so far. Well, 100%. And I think the thing is that in the online space, now more than ever, people are craving that connection because the cookie cutter launch and done sort of template. Everybody is so aware of that. Like consumers are so much smarter than they were before. And they're so, I say they're woke, right? They're, they know they know what it's like to be in a funnel. They know what it's like to watch a webinar and to be sold to. They know what it's like to sign up for somebody's thing and be opting into something. Consumers know the online space is so saturated and people are craving, they are craving that connection. So I think that 
you know, for your listeners and for my clientele and your clientele, absolutely, you know, now is the time to really be like building that relationship and creating that connection and taking the time to do that, those really intimate type level. And listen, I'm not saying that you need to be like, because I, I get the question, you asked the question earlier, and I get the question, how do I do that without being salesy or feeling stocky or weird? And there are, quite, there are people out there that are just not hardwired that way to, like, there are people at the party who's never going to make the first move right? And there's people mm-hmm. at the party who's going to be brave enough to go up and like say hi and shake the hands. And it's the same, like these are, these are humans that we're dealing with. So it comes back to what I was saying at the very beginning. And this is why the framework that I work with with my clients is so powerful because yes, you and I are here talking about fundamentally and conceptually why we should be you know, making connections and why we should be doing this. But if you're not connected to your core values and to your strengths and how you're doing that, none of this is, you're not going to be able to apply any of this because all you're going to be doing is listening to me say, oh, but I have to do those intimate reach outs and I have to do that. But fundamentally, I'm not the person in the room to make the first move. Then what do I do? Am I stuck? Can I never connect? Does that mean a connection-based marketing is not going to work for me? No, it's about identifying how do I like to connect and how do I like to be connected with and how can I mirror that in my business and in my marketing, you know? So it really comes back down to, again, that first layer of that connection to yourself. Because when you're so aware of that, you build your strategies based on that. You create your plans based on that. You take action and make decisions from that place, you know? Ooh, yes. Yes. That's so, so important. And I love that as like a, a final tone here to just remember that. And, you know, everything goes back to that initial connection piece that you have to your message and that you have to yourself. It's so, so important and really just so beautiful. Um, so Safia, where can we find you online and what are all of the new and exciting things that you are doing right now? Tell us a little bit more. So listen, one of the best places to connect with me is Instagram. I love my IG. So you can always find me on Instagram at Safia Sitar. It's one word. There's no space between my name. Um, and the second best place is inside of my Facebook group, The Connected Entrepreneur. Ha ha, The Connected Entrepreneur. Get it? <laughs> um, and so inside of my group is sort of like kind of where I do a lot of my trainings um, based on exactly some of this content and obviously more different levels of business and marketing. So I do like monthly master classes. I do guest expert training. Sarah, you were a guest expert on one of my interviews before. Um, and just sort of like the hub of, um, connection-based marketing principles and tools and resources that you can get. So those are my two favorite ways to connect with people. Um, And those are the two places that I'm showing up and hanging out all the time anyway. Um, And if you go to either one of those, there's options for you to get onto my email list so we can continue to connect and build and grow this relationship there too. Um, Great. So we will definitely put all all of those um, links into the show notes. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so, so much for being here, Safia. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope that everyone loved this. If you guys are listening, uh, feel free to, you know, connect with us on Instagram. So let us know how you enjoyed this episode. You can go to at Safia Sitar, which is with two T's, um, or you can go at Sarah J. Larero. So if you guys 
I know I I'm always spelling out my last name for everyone because it's I so hard. Have to do but mine it's... too. <laughs> so mine is L O U R E I R O Sarah without an H. So Sarah J Lorero. Um, and yeah, and let's let's connect and let's see what you guys loved the most about this episode. Thank you so much for being here, Safia, and thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much. For hey, did you like or love this episode? If so, I would so appreciate it if you left a review and rated this episode on iTunes. It would literally mean so much to me. And if you have Instagram and are all up in your Instagram stories like I am, I would love it if you would share this episode with your beautiful followers so they can also get all of the high vibes, all of the free information that I'm giving you here. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for listening to the Up Level Your Online Business Show. If you enjoy our show and would like the show notes and free goodies about how to grow your online coaching business, head over to sarahjlorero.com for more information. We hope you'll tune in next time.